I'm Chris Reback. This is Working Capital Conversations. Private equity, of course, is a core part of most large institutional investor portfolios. How core? As of last year, some 90% of large U.S. public pension funds maintained private equity allocations, an investment amount totaling nearly 10% of all U.S. pension assets. In fact, for some global endowments, public pension systems, and sovereign wealth funds, the dollar-weighted average proportion of total assets under management invested in private equity had increased from 6 to 12% in just the previous two years. But while private equity continues to grow as an asset class, many LPs seek new strategies moving beyond the traditional fund investments, including co-investments, co-sponsorships, and even direct investments, bypassing the PE firms completely. Within this evolution of investment opportunities, a new approach has quietly been gaining traction. It's called Solution Capital, highly customized transactions tailored for sellers who want to keep a substantial minority interest in the business being sold. How does Solution Capital work? Why would a seller consider this route, and what's its probability for success? Nate Sleeper is a partner at Clayton Dublier and Rice. He has led or participated in several of these investments across a range of sectors. Nate, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks, Chris, for having me here. Let's start at the high level. What, what are solution capital investments? How do they work? Yeah, I think it, solution capital in its most basic form is, is really just a name that represents the idea that we as a private equity firm are here to help facilitate transactions uh, that achieve the seller's objectives. And we've really carved out a niche where we perform a role where we work with sellers who also want to be our partners to achieve a given objective for the business that they own. And the seller could be a founder, a family, a corporation, even another private equity firm that finds itself in a situation where, on the one hand, they feel a need, a, maybe a corporate imperative to sell a business. On the other hand, they see value in the business and and are looking for a partner who can help them um, realize that value over time. So generally speaking, how, how are these deals structured? Yeah, the most common form is what we call a structured carve-out or a partnership carve-out. And that's where we partner with a corporation to buy one of their divisions. And the selling corporation actually uh, stays involved in the, in the business as a sh meaningful shareholder, a 40-plus percent shareholder in the business going forward. And as, you, as you've looked at these deals and as you've looked at potential opportunities, do you see that, I mean, is the trend growing? Is this something that is becoming more attractive or it's simply that it kind of didn't exist previously and now you've been doing some of them so you know it's growing in that way is there is there something about this type of transaction and this type of structure that that is making this more attractive or it's just that hey this is a new idea that is gaining a little bit of traction no i, I think this is i think there is a real trend you know we have done a whole series of these transactions over the last five to seven years. And it's a, it's a new form of a transaction that we had not utilized before. Certainly the, the idea of a seller uh, retaining a small portion of the equity on a go-forward basis isn't a new one. That's been done uh, 
often what has really hasn't been done is what we've been doing in these deals where the selling corporation not only retains a small part, but actually thinks of us as a partner going in and retains a substantial portion of the equity. And that's the intent really from the outset. And I think the reason it is gaining traction and, and I we'll see more of these is that it really changes the whole dynamic around uh, the selling, the sale of a business instead of a traditional sale where there's almost an antagonistic uh, relationship between buyer and seller and the, the seller is trying to maximize value. The buyer is trying to get the lowest possible value. Certainty is unclear. The selling corporation or, or individual feels like it needs to go out to a whole group of buyers because they're not sure which one is going to show up. It, that traditional process creates a lot of inefficiency and a lot of uncertainty. Whereas our our partnership solution capital transactions really do just the opposite. We do a lot of work up front, both on our own and with the corporation, uh, to figure out what the business is worth. We work together on that. We reach agreement. We um, go into it with the notion that we'll be partners together, and that means we're equity partners. It means we sit on the board together. It means we're going to spend the next few years thinking about hard issues together and how to build a business. And that really changes the dynamic of how we work together to get a deal done. We're, you know, on the one hand, we're investing in a business and buying a portion of that business from the selling corporation. And so there is that traditional buy-sell relationship. But much more than that, we're really sitting on the same, same side of the table, looking at a situation and a business and figuring out how together we can create the most value for for both of us in it. So it completely changes the dynamic around the transaction process. And it allows corporations to sell businesses at points in time when it makes sense for the corporation. It may not be the optimal time for the target business itself. And it allows the, the selling corporation to achieve a set of objectives that it sets out to, even if conditions externally aren't perfect. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you about is wh- what type of thinking does the corporation need to do? Wh- where do their heads need to be and what are their, wh- you know, broadly speaking, what types of goals do they need to have? I mean, b- because the, the alternative, I guess, is to for them to just hire an investment bank and say, you know, go put this out to auction and uh, let's sell it and let's get the most value that we can. Um, we're out. And you're suggesting a, a solution with Solution Capital that, you know, kind of that keeps them in the game. And, and as you've just described, creates a different dynamic and a different level of partnerships, you know, specifically with with you guys. So talk to me about the um, business strategy for the corporation, uh, maybe even the psychology. Where do they need to be and how do they need to be thinking about their specific business units for this to be something for them to really consider? I think generally this approach makes sense when a handful of conditions exist. One is the corporation hasn't doesn't have the luxury of time to go spend a year preparing the business for sale, hiring an investment bank, running a you know taking another 6 months running a process and really publicly committing themselves to sell the business. You know, in situations where a company has declared that they're going to sell a business, that they're okay with that being out in the market, 
And really, no matter what happens, they're committed to fully exiting the business, then a traditional process you know, may make sense. In these situations, they tend to lend themselves to situations where the corporation has made a strategic decision to, to at least partially exit a business. They don't either can't for a variety of reasons or don't want to take the time you know, the, what is really can be a couple of years to, to really prepare for a full-blown auction process or where confidentiality really matters and they don't want to publicly um, display their, their division or, or company, you know, to the, to the broader world and, and commit to selling the business. And, and also where they feel like there's real value in the business that they're selling. And so on the one hand, they want, they want to exit the business for strategic reasons. On the other hand, they may not view it as the perfect time to sell it and, and would like to participate in the ongoing value creation. And in terms of that ongoing value creation, CDNR, that, that puts you guys in a in, – in, would you say in more of an active – operational role i mean i know you're not literally getting in there and, and and operating but but you got you know philosophically um you you take you get involved or you you have a you know operational points of view and you you have a an operating partner i think that that will end up sitting on the board maybe even being chairman of the board of of one of these uh companies so does it does it require this type of partnership require working with a a firm like yours that has an eye towards the operational component and how does that factor into any conversations with the uh selling corporation the selling company um you know when 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 discussing what the what the future might be yeah i think that's a really important point and i think it's because of a couple of things and i'll come back to your to your point uh as uh, as I circle back, but one, we, we have a long track record of corporate carve-outs more generally, and and we've done a whole series of these solution capital transactions, and so the ability to point to really successful precedences is, is important uh, to our partners, and to have a roadmap of how we get from point A to point B is really important. Two is our brand, our reputation is um one that stands for being a trustworthy partner uh, that really, really matters to us. And so we're not, we will never sacrifice that. And so I think our, our partners feel comfortable with us as a counterparty. And then three, the point that you raise, corporations tend in general, tend to care about where their businesses end up and this ongoing stewardship, but they really care when they're going to be a significant shareholder. So when they're going to own 40 or 49% of the division going forward, they really care about the operational capability of their partner. And so our um, ability or our our practice of bringing real operational stewardship to these companies is a really big deal to our corporate partners. And they feel good about being a shareholder in a business that, um, that, where they feel confident that we're going to do the right things to drive value creation and and do the right things to build a business on a go forward basis. And and what's the real value from the CDNR point of view? I mean, trying to look at it just totally parochially and totally, you know, from from you know, do you 
is it that there you feel there's an opportunity to gain outsized value by being involved in a structure like this? Is it that you're looking at companies or business units that you have an interest in and you think that this gives you a different opportunity to be involved in the transaction? So if it went through a full auction and, you know, it took the years and the time and the other pla- – that, that this gives you a differentiated opportunity to, to – to you know, to get access to this and and be involved because you believe in it. I, I mean, I assume you know you guys only invest in companies you believe in. You know, regardless of the structure. Um, what what's the why from the CD in our point of view? You know, from from our standpoint, you know, we, we in these transactions we agree on value up front, and you know the corporations wouldn't go down this path if they didn't think they were getting fair value. So it's it's not that we like these transactions because we feel like you know we can really drive great value um, through them. The reason we like them so much is we tend to be very focused as a firm. We know what types of businesses we like to invest in and what type of situations we like to invest in. And we really don't like the auction process. It's, it's not a constructive, in general, it's not a constructive process. It's uh, difficult to, to really get in and understand the nature of the business and the challenges in a really thorough and in-depth way and build a plan with the management team uh, to take the business forward. It's difficult to do that in that kind of process. These solution capital deals really change that dynamic, and it's good for the seller, but it's also good for us. It allows us to spend our time on transactions where we know that uh, we will be able to get the transaction done because we're working hand-in-hand with the seller to make it happen so we can apply our energies to to transactions that are that are actionable it allows us to you know really on an exclusive basis get in and build a business plan with the management team to understand all of the risks and challenges and opportunities of a business and really hit the ground running uh, once we actually uh, sign and close the transaction so it's a very different uh, due diligence process. And then finally, you know, we've had a lot of success with carve-outs, and that's, uh, we tend to really like those opportunities because almost by definition, the process of extracting a division from a larger corporation creates a whole set of new opportunities for the business going forward. It, well, But at the same time, there there can be risks associated with the carve-out. And the nature of these partnership transactions is such that it really diminishes or minimizes the carve-out risk because we and the selling corporation are working hand-in-hand to, to successfully carve out the business. And so it does change the risk profile uh, of the carve-out as well. And so it's just we find it a very constructive um, method of buying businesses that we really want to own in situations where we think there's a real ability to add value and, and, and create value over time. And Nate, just to close out, um, as you kind of look forward and you look at um, trends and flows and pressures and opportunities, do you see the solution capital uh, opportunities as one that, that you would expect to grow to play a, maybe a, an increasing role in the percentage of uh, deals that you do or that you look at? Do you think that this is something, you know, it, where, where are we on that on that graph 
um, as you think about uh, solution capital as one of the ways to uh, think about private equity opportunities? I, I think it will continue to grow. You know, certainly, certainly with us. Um, you know, I, I do think these types of transactions um, leverage what is distinctive about our firm in particular, and so I don't know that it will become a, a common transaction type across the industry. But I do think it is getting more and more attention, particularly from corporations. You know, there will always be divisions that don't fit with corporations. That's just the nature of the evolution of business. And I think this transaction form is one that really solves a lot of the objectives that corporations may have as they think about how to manage their portfolios and do it in a in a way that's not disruptive and in a way that allows them to realize the most value either up front or over time. And so I think I do think this transaction structure uh, will continue to play a, uh, an increasingly prominent role. I think as those successes uh, continue to be realized, you know, I think this will continue to this type of transaction structure will continue to gain more and more attention and, and ought to be really attractive to corporations. Nate Sleeper is a partner at Clayton Dublier and Rice. Nate, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks a lot, Chris. I'm Chris Reback. This is Working Capital Conversations.